0: Christ is risen. He has Here risen indeed. indeed. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Dear Saints, dear Noah, Micah, Elise, Elise, there you are. Abby and Isaac. God's peace be with you. As you are brought today into the fellowship of the Lord's altar to His name and to His triumph. There's a text in Revelation 12 that brings together all of Christian history. It's the vision of Saint Michael removing the devil from heaven, but before that it's the vision of the woman who's pregnant ready to give birth and the dragon is there ready to eat the baby as soon as it's born. That. That mother giving birth is the church, that child is Jesus, that dragon is the devil, and he fails. The child is caught up to God and his throne, so that Jesus ascends into heaven. He's born, he lives, he dies, he's buried, he's raised on the third day, and 40 days later, he ascends up into heaven not just for himself, but also for us. And he brings to that place, to the heavenly throne room, he brings his victory, his cross, his blood, his triumph, so that that blood testifies before God, before the face of God. Now that heavenly throne is a courtroom where the devil, the serpent, the dragon, is busy accusing you of your sin, and you five confirmands have plenty of sins that the devil can accuse before the throne so does everyone else here by the way (laughs) there's plenty of evidence for the devil to bring before god the father to show that we should be cast from his presence that we should be thrown out of the heavenly sphere, that our names should not be written on the book that was mentioned in the epistle lesson, that Lamb's book of life, that it should be blotted out of that book. But Jesus comes into that heavenly throne room with his blood. That means with your forgiveness, with his victory. And now there is nothing left for the devil to accuse. There is no sin that you have ever committed that is not forgiven by the blood of Jesus there is no sin that you are committing right at this moment (laughs) that's not forgiven by the blood of Jesus and there is no sin that you will ever commit that is not covered by the blood of Jesus it's washed away the devil in fact so thorough is that victory Uh, That preaching of the blood of Jesus, so thorough is that preaching that there's nothing left for the devil to do. So he's thrown down to earth, and now he's chasing after us, reminding us of our sin. But the same blood that testifies in heaven also testifies here on the altar. The blood that you are about to drink today for the first time. That blood is the blood that overcomes the devil. In fact, that's what it says in Revelation 12. It says, they overcame, that's talking about you all, it's talking about all of us. It says, they overcame the devil with the word of the testimony and the blood of the Lamb, and they did not love their lives unto death. Now you confirmands are about to stand up here and say that you don't love your lives unto death. You're going to say that you'd forsake all, even give up your life rather than fall away from the faith. And it's the same promise that all of us who are confirmed in the Lord's name have made before. And it's no light promise. It sets us apart in all of the world as those who believe in something. It's an amazing thing to think about that most people don't have something that they're willing to Die for. I I don't even think most people have something that they're willing to live for. But you have something that you're willing to die for the name of Jesus. But more than that, they overcame Him. They didn't love their lives unto death, but they overcame Him by the Word and the blood. I, by the way, I might run this by the elders in a couple of weeks. I think that that's what we should call the Sunday morning service the Word and the blood. 8 o'clock and 11 o'clock at St. Paul Lutheran Church. The Word and the Blood. Because by the Word and the Blood, the devil is overcome. By the Word and the Blood, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our own hearts. By the Word and the Blood... Heaven is opened and a place is prepared for us in in eternal life. By the Word and the blood, we face all the troubles of this world, all the tribulations of the world, all the difficulties of this world in the confidence that we are the Lord's and that He is ours and that He will bring us through it all. Jesus says it like this, the last verse of the Gospel reading. He says, My Peace, I leave with you. In me, he says, you have peace. In the world, you have trouble. By the way, uh, this is true. In the world, we do have trouble. And I, I want to, say, not just for you, confirmants, but for all of you, in some ways, your trouble has just begun. If some of you are saying, now, Pastor, I'm 87 years old. My troubles have to be getting close to the end, aren't they? Well, they're still coming, these troubles in the world. And, and there's something that happens. And I, I've noticed this over and over that when people come to talk to me, because m- most of the time they, they come to talk to me because they've got trouble in this world, because there's something wrong. And, and what happens a lot of times is that we think if we have trouble in the world, that must mean that God hasn't been faithful that God hasn't been with us, that God hasn't delivered us. But but the troubles should show us the other thing. They should tell us that Jesus tells the truth. He's the one that promised us. In this world, you will have tribulation, affliction, difficulty, temptation, stress, burden, weightiness, fear, Trembling, all of it. That's what belongs in this world. But Jesus says, to your troubles, he doesn't say that he's going to take them away, but he says that in the midst of them, we can be of good cheer. Why? Because he has overcome the world. Now, this is the main thing. And I want you, Comfortmans, to remember this especially. There's two words, well, there's kind of three words. I, I, in the mosaic that's on the altar there, you can see three words that are written. The first two words are abbreviated. I, I looked to see how far back I was, and I could, I could read it from the eighth pew. So if you're further back than the eighth pew, you're going to have to wait till you come forward to the Lord's Supper. But this is the point, in fact. I want you confirmands, and I want all of you, every time you come to the Lord's Supper, I want you to read those words on the mosaic. The first word is the top left-hand corner of the cross, and it looks like an I and a C. It's two Greek words, Yoda and Sigma. It's the first and the last letter of the name Jesus. On the top right are two other Greek letters. It looks like an X and a C. It looks like the sign for (laughs) cross-country, But it's not a, it's not, it's a chi and, a, again, a sigma. It's the first and the last letters of Christ. So across the top of the cross, it says, Jesus Christ. And then along the bottom, four letters, one word, N-I-K-A, Nika, which means victor. It's the same word in the text. In John 16, when Jesus says, I have overcome the world. I have victory over the world. I have conquered the world. It might not seem like it. It might not be obvious to our eyes. But this is the truth that's testified to us every time we come into the Lord's house. And every time we go to the altar. That your sin which seems like it has overcome you and that seems like it's overcome your mind and your conscience and your heart, that that sin is forgiven by Jesus, the overcomer. That your sorrow and your distress, which seems like it's overcome your heart and your mind and dragged you down, has been overcome by Jesus, who is your joy and your peace. That your loneliness... That your confusion, that seems like it's overcome you, has been overcome by Jesus who promises that he is with you always, that he will never leave you or forsake you. That your flesh, seems like it's dragging you down to death and hell, has been overcome by Jesus, and on the last day you will be raised with him. That the devil who likes to dance around like he's won the victory, like he's in charge, like he's running the show, that he has been destroyed by Jesus, bound by him, thrown into the bottomless pit. For this reason, the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil, that Jesus is the victor, and he is the victor for you. And he proves it by giving you the word and the blood. So the word and the blood are now yours. They belong to you and you belong to them. And by these things you have the promise that the world, the devil, even your sins and your sinful flesh have been overcome By the overcomer, Jesus Christ, the victor. God be praised. God be praised that the Holy Spirit has brought the word into your ears and into your hearts and that he has put them on your lips and that God be praised that he will put his own body and blood on those same lips. Christ who does this does all things well. Amen. And the peace of God that passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.